Hey everyone, welcome to The Lifted Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Denham, and this is a place for us to talk about what we're doing every day to raise our vibration and understand ourselves more deeply as energetic beings and co-creators. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode. Today is going to be a fun one. It's just going to be you and I hanging out. I have got a beautiful subject for us to explore together, a beautiful theme, five mindset shifts that have changed my life. Hope you guys are having a beautiful day out there wherever you are. It's a hot day in Topanga, so I'm just kind of settling in. I've had my coffee. I've had my lemon water. I'm ready to rock over here, okay? (laughs) So as we get into this episode here, why don't we just start to pay attention to how we're showing up today how we're feeling. Speaking of mindset shifts, I mean, this is one of them, right? Grounding. Let's ground our energy for a moment. So wherever you are, if you're driving, if you're cooking, if you're just hanging out, let's just start to pay attention to how we're breathing today. Yeah. Noticing how you're showing up, what your emotional state is like, Just how you're feeling in general. And let's take a nice deep inhale together all the way into the belly. Ah, Exhale, let it go. Beautiful. Let's do one more and on your exhale, make it twice as long on the exhale. So inhale. And then exhale nice and slow. Beautiful. And really noticing how much of your energy is in your body right now. How much of you is truly here in this moment. We tend to spread our energy around so many different people and places and things. So actively calling your energy back here across all timelines. Coming into the present moment together. Beautiful. This is what I do with uh, my meditation classes and my clients really often is just ground the energy when you're coming into a particular space. And we can always do this. We always have this accessible to us. So again, we're going to be exploring five mindset shifts that have changed my life. Let's just roll with it. Let's roll into the first one. We're going to be talking about themes that are probably very familiar to you. If you you know, are in this community and you've been kind of doing the quote unquote work for a while, but uh, maybe these will be beautiful reminders for you and offer hopefully some new insight. But the first one is that the universe is always working for us and that we are not victims of circumstance. So this has been truly maybe the biggest sentiment and the biggest mindset shift I had, you know, and I, and I noticed this started to change probably when I was like 21, 22 years old, reading Eckhart Tolle's book for the first time, Michael Singer's work, when I really realized that we are in the driver's seat of our life. And it's so empowering to take on that understanding and to adopt that understanding because it changes the entire lens in which we view the world. It really is a shift from pessimism, honestly, to optimism. And of course there are, you know, we all go through varying degrees of trauma throughout our life. So it's not to negate or, or glaze over or quote unquote bypass 
these, these difficulties that we face, but it's more about turning your pain into your purpose or your mess into your message. For example, I think that's a really easy way to reframe how we're moving through life. Because when we do that, we no longer are being controlled by an external force, an external person or circumstance. We are in the driver's seat. Once again, as I said, we're in the driver's seat and we really can change the narrative of our life moving forward and start to use whatever we've been through to empower us and to uplift ourselves and our entire community. So we can use this with anything, you know, with anything that we've been through that has felt, you know, particularly difficult. When I look back on my life, you know, I, I look back on the times I was really struggling with eating disorders, bulimia, anorexia, very long fast, like just self-harming tendencies. I was in quite a dark underground scene in New York city at the time. Um, you know, and I was, I was suffering in many ways and, and it was self-inflicted suffering. Uh, but as I look back on that and I look back on all those, you know, kind of crazy dark moments that I went through, um, it has made me able to show up for you today to show up for community and say, okay, so I've been through this. This is how I overcame it. And even if you're not, you know, in the coaching industry or doing anything like this, it's, it's still so beautifully valuable to be able to observe, okay, this is why I went through this struggle or this pain so that I can be an example of how we get through it. And it's all about community, right? It's all about being, holding that light, holding that space for our community. And I think we probably have a shared understanding here that we are, we're moving the needle forward. You can call it an awakening. You can call it evolution, but something is clearly shifting in the psyche of humanity right now. We're clearly moving in a very new direction, a unique direction. Um, well, it's ironic because a lot of what we're doing is remembering ancient wisdom at the same time, but we're moving forward as a unit. And I think we're doing a beautiful job at getting out of this, like very singular based mindset and moving into a more unified, you know, understanding of how we're moving through the world. This just side note was an interesting dinner conversation that came up at a beautiful Shabbat dinner the other night. Uh, speaking of victim versus the empowered one, we we're talking about the role of technology and how technology has affected humanity and how we move and just behave toward one another. And, you know, some of the table was saying, you know, it's made us so separate. It's like, it's so disturbing what's happening. And, um, there's just truth to it all, you know, there's truth to it all. So there's not just one truth, but it is a choice in perspective to make. And my chosen perspective here is that technology has, in, I think brought us closer together. I mean, I can sit here and connect with you guys just hopping on the mic and we can have these beautiful, expansive conversations. And if it wasn't for, you know, technology and my access to all of these amazing teachers that have helped me grown grow over the past, you know, decade, I would probably be a completely different person. So it's a way to connect with each other in, in my mind in a really, really special way. And of course we can have boundaries with everything as a yin to the yang to everything. But, you know, even thinking about COVID and, and thinking about how we were able to connect with everybody's experiences all over the world and start to shed light on really particular particular issues. I mean, even the black lives matter movement that was happening, you know, at the beginning of quarantine there a couple of years ago, I think that had so much to do with technology and people's voices being heard, like opening up the throat chakra, allowing everybody's experiences to be seen and heard and held. So, okay. That's a little bit of a tangent there. <laughs> I'll try to rein it back in, but essentially it's like shifting your perspective 
to one of optimism and to knowing that you're in the driver's seat and that, and that you can decide how you're going to perceive what has happened for you in life, not to you and move forward with that, knowing that it has served a purpose for you. And isn't hindsight 2020. I mean, when we look back on everything that we've gone through all those, you know, different struggle points and everything, we can see how it led to who we became and who we are today in really beautiful ways. So that's the first one. The universe is working for you. Okay. The second one, (laughs) let's see where we go with this one. The second one is all around dropping comparison and getting into a sense of self-worth. So I say dropping comparison because I think that's the main thing that I've worked through in the past, you know, years is just releasing any kind of sense of competition, especially with other women, with anybody really, and knowing that there is room for all of us. And this really started to resonate when I was first, you know, getting into the spiritual world and starting to educate myself and and reading a lot, listening to all these different teachers. And I noticed that depending on, you know, my mood, where I was on my path at the time, I would switch from teacher to teacher. And all of these people would be teaching like essentially the same thing with their own unique blueprint. But I would just resonate with somebody's energy a little bit different um, every year or every you know few months. So, I mean, I have so much love for every you know teacher that I've cycled through. But it's just interesting and so important to know that there is room for all of us, and your soul family, your tribe will connect with you based on your energetic blueprint. So we can all be saying the same thing, but everybody's going to connect with us differently. And again knowing that when you rise, you allow others to rise with you and also seeing everybody around you in the same way. So if there's someone that you're feeling, you know, sense, a sense of jealousy around or or envy around shifting your perspective to know, to see them as expanders and to see them as trailblazers for you, because they're walking the path that you are also able to walk. So they're basically laying a foundation, a blueprint, a roadmap for you to get to where you want to go. So that's also been a huge one as well, like completely changing how I perceive uh, jealousy or envy or anything and, and shifting that into full expansion and absolute inspiration. Like if they did it, I can, I can do it too. And there's some part about them that shows me what is possible. So that has been incredibly helpful. And, um, you know, especially as women at this time, it's so important for us to hold that space for one another and to help each other. And I've never, ever regretted like helping another woman succeed in my field because it's, it it becomes like this ecosystem. That's like self-preserving. We're constantly helping each other rise and then opening new circuits of opportunity for one another. So it's all about that community. It's all about really networking. And when we hold things close to the chest or, you know, close to the belt and we don't share, um, we're just constricting ourselves really. So I, I always just try to remember that as I, you know, grow, my community grows with me, but also on the flip side as as I share and expand with my community, it just comes back to me tenfold. So that was a big lesson to learn through music, especially, um, on the music scene in New York, I was like, all right, well, I'm just another singer kind of making the rounds on the Bowery and like doing all these shows and everything. Like, how am I going to stand out? And, um, I had some beautiful female friends in the industry. A couple of them have actually been on the show. And, um, we, we had a moment one night where we were like, there is room for all of it. None of us have the same sound. There is room for all of us. 
Um, how can we uplift and support each other and make connections for each other? Because we all fit uh, very different puzzle pieces. So that was a shift for me that really came from music. And now it's, it's coming up again, once again, in the mentorship world as well. So dropping comparison, there's room for us all. That's been so helpful. Okay. The next one is like more of a general mindset and place of access to have, which is that of stillness, creating space on a daily basis for stillness. Mm so important because we live in a world that is just always encouraging us to produce, 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 go, go, go. And that if we're still, we're behind. That's a huge thing as well for projectors, especially if you're a projector in human design to allow ourselves to really slow down and know that in the stillness, there is productivity because in the stillness, we're creating space for new insight to come through for new clarity, for moments of epiphanies to come through. That's where some of the best ideas come. Uh, you notice that sometimes if you're in the shower, you get amazing ideas, or if you're driving in, in a quiet car, you get the best ideas because we're creating that stillness where we're undistracted. We're just fully in the moment and we can allow you know, any kind of downloads to come through. So creating space for stillness has been very important. And some of my biggest life changes have come from those intentional moments of stillness and asking for guidance. And I remember, you know, this was only a few months ago when I really started to take teaching meditation seriously. Um, I had been doing, I've been making most of my money doing web design and brand consultation for a while, um, as I was building, you know, this platform and everything. And, and I do love that, but, you know, I hit a moment where I was like, okay, things are changing. Life is changing. So where, what is the next step for me? Like, where do I go? I was at this kind of junction, this crossroads in life. And I remember just standing at my window right here when I, where I'm next to, and I got really quiet. And I said, universe, what is my next step? What am I meant to be doing? And I just sat in that vacuum for a moment, sat in that stillness for a moment. And I got so clearly, you need to be teaching meditation. And over the next two days, I reached out to, you know, studios in LA that I thought were completely unreachable. I was like, there's no way they're going to actually bring me in to teach with them. And within the next three days I was teaching and doing it. So it, it all came from that moment of stillness and opening up space for communication from the universe. And I've gotten much more comfortable with calling it God. Now it makes more sense to me. And even saying that out loud, it's so interesting. A lot of like religious conditioning goes around the word God, but you know, I think we kind of dance around words sometimes, but for me, God feels more authentic nowadays, you know, to communicate with God. I talk to God all the time, all day constantly. I'm constantly talking to God, to the universe, to my ancestors, to spirit. <laughs> I think my neighbors probably think I'm crazy because I'll literally go on walks in the morning and I'll just talk out loud. I'll say, you know, these are my intentions for the day. This is how I'm feeling. These are, you know, the aspirations, the dreams that I'm keeping alive. You know, what guidance do you have for me? Um, I love you. Thank you. A sheer gratitude for being alive. And, um, you know, opening that place of stillness to communicate with God, to communicate with source has been life-changing. I feel so held. I feel so protected and contained, and it has helped me shift into absolute trust to everything that's going on. Um, again, coming back to the first point of that, the universe is working for us. So that stillness has led me to immense trust with God, with the universe and 
you know, that's where I get all of my next moves from is from that place. So, you know, I'm even thinking now, where can I create that even more? You know, I think in the next month, I'd really like to create more space. And I intend to, to sit in deep meditation, like in candle gaze, this is a great practice to do is fire scrying, just like sitting with a candle and gazing at the flame for 20 minutes at a time in silence and in stillness that can be very powerful. And sometimes I forget that to do that, you know, long ones, because I'm teaching meditation every day. So it's like, you know, I sometimes need to remember that, uh, that's important to do for myself long-term, not just like five minutes or just on a walk. So maybe this will encourage you to, to explore that stillness. And this also goes into being comfortable on your own. I mean, I guess this is part three a or something. All right, popping in for a second to chat with you about my one-on-one mentorship series. So this is a private mentorship program with me for seven weeks. We meet once a week, one-on-one for an hour. And this is really a program designed to help you embody your highest self and make that quantum leap to overcome any self-limiting beliefs, any stories that you no longer wish to hold on to, and really uncover those stories that might even be hidden in your subconscious, really bringing those to the surface, alchemizing and releasing that and giving you the tools to step forward into your beautiful quantum leap, your growth, and your new, most authentic self that's rooted in freedom, peace, prosperity, and happiness, and really helping you to know that that life is possible for you, and we're going to bring it to life. So I'm using tools like EFT, emotional freedom technique, guided visualization meditation, subconscious healing, journaling, and transformational workbook prompts, and so much more. So if you're interested and want to know more, you can book a free clarity call with me. Link is in the description below, and it's also on my website, helendenham.com mentorship. Okay, my friends, back to the episode. Thanks so much for listening being comfortable on your own, when you get comfortable in that stillness. And when you listen to the whisper of the universe, you start to know that you are so held, you are so supported. It helps to ground your energy and, um, being alone. Oh my gosh, this should have also been on my list. It's like one of the most important, I guess, skill sets you could call it to ever have. Like when you love being alone, there is nothing you can't do. I mean, I've taken some of the best trips of my life. They've all been like solo trips and you, you meet people along the way that are so beautiful and so wonderful, but being able to go out into the world on your own, you know, and that has a lot to do with confidence as well, but man, I mean, I, I would just encourage us all to, to really honor our sacred solitude and, and to go forth with courage, knowing that we are supported, um, in that stillness, in that solitude. One other thing that I'll mention that I had a client do the other day is mirror gazing. Yeah, this is a really powerful practice. So the first time you do it, maybe try it like in a lit room, but you basically just sit in the mirror and stare into your eyes. You just look at yourself. You sit with yourself for as long as you can, five to 10 minutes uh, to start. And, um, I just say, you know, I love you. I look in the mirror and I look in my eyes and I say, I love you. I love you so much. I support you. You can see your pupils dilate. It's amazing. And it it can really turn into kind of a trippy experience. Like you'll see your face shift. You'll see like, you know, different entities almost come through your being. Uh, and that really happens more when the light is a little lower. So if you want to really take a deep dive in there, do it like a candlelight and you can really start to see like your face will shift. Like things will change. Things will come up. It's very interesting. So that's another, you know, place of stillness that you can drop into. 
um, of course, meditation is like focusing the mind, dropping into that stillness and releasing the, the need to be so productive and go, go, go all the time. Um, I love the thought and the new vibe that, you know, stillness is the new hustle <laughs> big time. I'm really learning that. Um, okay. So we'll move on to the next one. Shortening time span on goals is what I have. Okay. Interesting. So it's more like creating almost a sense of urgency in a way, um, to, to achieve what I want to achieve. Um, I remember Elon Musk saying, you know, with his team, if he gives them two months to accomplish something, they'll take them two months. If he gives them two weeks, they'll get it done in two weeks. So it's like playing with the concept of time and, um, shifting your mindset to set goals in a really powerful way. Um, I noticed that if I was setting goals that were like, okay, in a year, I want to be here. And that was it. Or like in five years, I want to be here. It was like too much space to work with, like just too much space to work with. So when I shortened it down to like three to six months and shortened that time span down, that was really helpful. So in like three months, this is the the growth I want to experience in three months. This is what I want to be doing. And then you can like work that down into like, okay, what do I need to do every week to get there? So this is more of like a practical kind of like, you know, everyday lifestyle hack more so, but it has really also led into my confidence and self-esteem because goal setting is a huge part of our confidence and our self-efficacy and our sense of self-worth. When we set a goal and we accomplish it, like we build that trust with ourselves and we just feel so much better about ourselves. So having a really good goal setting practice is super helpful. And, um, one of the things that I like to do is I make like a pyramid. So I put, you know, my aspiration, my goal at the top of the pyramid. And then I have five blocks under that with my five action steps to get there. And then I date it and sign it. Um, so it's like, I create a contract for myself and I, and I set a very clear intention on when I want it done. And, you know, sometimes I don't hit the mark perfectly, but it's like, we're getting somewhere. We're definitely getting somewhere. So <laughs> that's been very helpful for just like my overall confidence as well is really clear goal setting, active goal setting in, in a really good way. Okay. Gorgeous. The next one, I guess the final one, and then we can go into any other notes here is like shifting our perception around failure and noticing that failure is always a tool for growth. Like there is literally no way to grow without quote unquote failure. It's just learning steps every part of the way. I was watching, um, Lewis Hamilton's masterclass last night. He is a race car driver. He's like one of the top race car driver in the world and him and Elon Musk. Again, I was also watching Elon Musk's uh, SpaceX documentary on Netflix the other night. Um, and both of these guys say, you know, the same thing about failure. Like they almost lean into it. They certainly lean into it because every time a failure happens, every time a piece of machinery, like misfires or something goes wrong, they study that exact issue and then they, they can fix it. So it's like, uh, Elon Musk, for example, going back to him, he will consistently launch rocket after rocket and knowing that they're going to fail and they're going to explode. And then they'll study all of the broken parts and then they'll launch the next one. And they've had just extreme growth that way surpassed NASA's strategy for getting rockets launched because they leaned into failure very specifically. So it's like literally a tool in your tool belt. It's not even like a tongue in cheek thing. It's like, you got to fail. You got to be comfortable with failure and you got to be okay with looking a little silly, you know, in front of people and, and releasing any, 
you know, fear of being embarrassed or ashamed and just go for it because that feeling of like shame or fear of being seen is a huge part of why people, you know, hesitate to go, go for it because they're like, okay, what are people going to think of me? Am I going to be ostracized? Am I going to be judged? That's a huge part of like, we've got this whole umbrella here that has so much to do with confidence and that stillness and that trust in the universe so that when you are going forth in everything that you do, you're not afraid to fail because you know that there are no accidents. You know that there are no mistakes. You know that it's all happening for you. So you can go forth with courage and, and know that whatever unfolds is for your growth. It's for your involvement. I you know need to take my own advice on this. I've been working on launching an NFT series and, and I've got it pretty much done, ready to launch. But, you know, the, the nitty gritty on the back end is really interesting to work with. And I have definitely been working through fear of like launching it and like a fear of getting like attacked (laughs) for launching it in the community. Like, because, you know, I might maybe don't know what I'm doing, or there's a, a kind of deeper story behind that of just like being afraid of showing up in the NFT community because of what someone else will think of me, um, and how I'll be judged or maybe like called out or like you know, singled out. So it's, it's a huge unblocking of my throat chakra that I'm working through and fear that I'm moving through. And also at this time, by the way, astrologically with that new moon and Gemini here, a big theme right now, you know, throughout the month of June in general, as well as revisiting things that you began, but you put on the back burner because you weren't ready to move through that stickiness yet. So I'll hold myself accountable with you to to look at that once more, but like revisiting what you were beginning. So Going back to this final point, which was like embracing the fear of failure, knowing that there is no such thing as failure, like a a mistake, even like lean into it, lean into fucking up. Like it's going to be okay. You're going to learn, you're going to expand. And then you'll be able to teach it. Like truly you'll be able to teach it after that. Like, yeah. So hopefully this has all helped you guys. Thank you so much for being here. I think that is all I want to say on that. And let's pull a card. I've got my um, card decks next to me. So I'm like, we might as well pull a couple cards, right? What is going on with our energy now? What do we need to know? That's a beautiful group. I'm pulling from the work your light Oracle deck. (laughs) I can't even tell you guys, I get the same cards from these decks, like all the time as I'm moving through specific energy. So I pull a card for every one of my meditation classes And I will get the same card from every deck, like over and over again, as a collective, we're moving through similar energy. And these decks have like 60 cards in them. It's just like so wild how that happens. I love it. It's like a little wink from the universe, you know? Okay. So I just was looking at the back of the deck energy, which was the initiation. So leaning into change, getting really comfortable with change. And one of my affirmations that's been so helpful recently came from, um, Louise Hay's book, you can heal your life. She inspired this affirmation, which is I am willing to change. I am willing to change. I am willing to change. It's giving yourself permission to move beyond your comfort zone, to become a new version of yourself and trusting that you will be supported. And on that note, you know, I think a huge reason why people are afraid to change is because they're like, okay, well, if I change, then I'm going to lose everything familiar to me. I'm going to lose my friends, my family, my lifestyle, where I'm so comfortable. I'm so cozy. But shifting that perspective once more, as I grow, my community grows, as I expand, as I get more prosperous, as I get healthier, I create that space for my family and my friends to expand along with me. So I am willing to change has been a very, very powerful affirmation to have recently. So the initiation, 
yeah, maybe you're feeling it. I've been feeling, I mean, (laughs) here we go on our tangents the other night. I can't even explain this. Well, I will. I'll explain it. Words are spells, right? I will explain this. The other night I had what felt like a psychedelic trip that was prompted by stillness. Honestly, I was having a beautiful salad. I was sitting outside in Topanga and we have this unbelievable, gorgeous mist that rolls through as the sun is setting from the ocean. And it, and it looks like a river of like heavy fog coming through the mountains. And I was just overcome by the beauty and the sheer gratitude I have for living here, for feeling like I, I just live in heaven on earth. And I got very emotional and I just felt like I needed to sit outside for the next hour or two and just sit in that sensation and that feeling. And it shifted into an overwhelming sensation that something big was about to happen. A big change was coming in. And, um, I just started crying. I was, I just was crying for two hours. Just, I didn't know the tears were coming from like the depths of my soul. (laughs) I can't even tell you like anything else that that was just, I couldn't really figure out why I was crying. I was like, I'm, I'm so I'm happy. I'm grateful. Um, things are changing. It was, it was so much more expansive than like the one word emotions. Like it felt like an initiation, which is why I bring this up because our card back of the deck card energy was initiation. And that was one of those nights. I think it happens to me like once a year happens for me once a year ish, where I just have a night where I'm like, things are changing. Oh my goodness. And the way that I was able to move through that was through dance. So I turned on this beautiful, um, you know, sitar kind of music and I lit some Palo Santo and some Sage cleansed the environment. And I just moved my body and I danced and I cried. I sound so funny right now, but that really helped to release. And I tried to write it down in my journal. Like this is what I'm experiencing. And to be honest, I'll tell you guys, I really felt like I was about to call in and I am about to call in my, my partner, my long-term partner. I've been putting this almost on the back burner and I've been experiencing fear around calling in my, my soulmate, my, my, my long-term partner, because I've had fear around like my identity being stripped away or feeling like I'm not going to be able to produce like I want to, or, you know, live the life I want to, cause I'm so happy being alone. Like sometimes I'm like, am I ever even going to be with somebody? Cause I'm almost like too happy alone. But I felt that shift that night for some reason, it was very clear. Like you're getting ready to make space for somebody else. So I don't know how that's going to play out. And I'm curious to see how it will play out. Maybe I will meet somebody soon that is going to change my life. Maybe it's a reference to community and to, to shifting in this way, but leaning into that initiation, leaning into your growth spurts, your growth phases. And when you feel like it's bubbling up from the depths of your soul, when you feel like big change is happening, sit with it, give yourself that sacred space to sit with it and move through it. Okay. We'll do one more from this deck because I just looked at our back of the deck energy, which was powerful. Oh, we got awakening, energetic upgrades, a new way of being and integration. Yeah. Energetic upgrades. Yeah. Cellular level kind of healing here. And I think a big thing that's been helping me to reach my next level, I guess, or my not even levels. Cause this is what I want to avoid too, is any kind of hierarchy in the community. Like who's more awakened than the next, not at all. It's like more of like an outward expansion and an allowing, um, 
and encoding that allowing within us and, and getting more comfortable with expanding our light really. And uh, what helps us tap into that light body to that, to that essence of heaven on earth and to living in that peaceful and prosperous space always. And I think that's what I'm really getting at here is that one of my other main themes in my thought loops has been, I live in heaven on earth. I say it over and over again, all day. I live in heaven on earth. And I really believe that. I mean, and living in nature is a huge part of that, but what I I'm hoping to do with you all. And what I aim to do is to help you create and cultivate heaven on earth for yourself in whatever way that looks like for you. And, um, I'll quickly mention too, as I've been shifting my diet and I've been eating more plants and more greens and leafy vegetables, as I've been exercising and working out and weightlifting, I feel like my cells are being upgraded. They're deeply responding to that. And I feel like I'm more in tune with the universe and I'm more open energetically as a channel. So paying attention as well to what you're putting in your body, how you're treating your body and how that is, you know, aiding in your awakening and your expansion. Okay. All right. I'm pulling us one more card. This is from, um, the energy Oracle card deck. And if you guys pull Oracle cards, like I have like 10 decks, this card deck always scares me the most because it's the most real. Like, I'm like, all right, what are you going to give us today? It's keeping it real. <laughs> Our back of the deck energy on this one is door to personal healing and happiness. Love that for us. Love it. Okay. I'll shuffle though and pull us one more. Mm, second chakra, Archangel Ariel, number 36. Beautiful. Tapping into your sensual pleasure, your sexual healing, opening up that chakra for creativity, for an outpouring of creativity, revisiting you know, any art forms that really light you up. That's like flow state as well. That's where we're talking about stillness as well. It's like, what can you do that has nothing to do with being productive and just has to do with the joy of living. Right. So bringing that to mind, like, is it making music? Is it making a collage? Is it like, what kind of hobbies light you up just to help you feel happy being alive? Like at the end of the day, gorgeous. Okay. My darlings, thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you for being here with me as I kind of get my, my bearings in my, my feet underneath me. It's like, I don't do these solo episodes often at all. So I'm like, Oh, how am I going to show up today? So thank you for being here with me, holding the space for me in the stream of consciousness. Um, I hope that this was of service to you in some way, shape or form. I hope you're feeling inspired and uplifted. And of course, if you feel like a buddy would benefit from this, please do send it along. Leave a review. If you feel called, I love you so deeply. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I've got some amazing offerings for you that I've linked in the show notes. I've got a free workbook that's available for you. Um, five ways to start your subconscious healing journey. Um, really awesome workbook tools for you in there. Um, if you're curious about working with me and mentorship, you can book a clarity call with me lots of things. Um, but I love you so much. Thank you so much for being here again. And, um, as always connect with me on IG, I'm at Helen Denham underscore if we're not already buddies there. So have a gorgeous day, gorgeous evening, wherever you are. Talk to you soon.